it has been a crazy week. I didn't feel right uh, doing another episode of the Box Jumper podcast without at least addressing um, what has happened in the um, the fitness world uh, in the last week and change. Um, specifically, what's gone on in CrossFit. Uh, the I'll, I'll give you kind of the broad strokes, but if you uh, if you want to get all the details and really um, do your research and and be fully informed. Uh, then have a look at the Morning Chalk Up, have a look at Armin Hammer's uh, YouTube channel and Craig Ritchie's uh, Team Ritchie channel. Um, uh, Between those three sources, um, they've done an excellent job of providing a roundup of what's gone on. But I'll give you kind of an initial impression. And for me, these are just my thoughts. Um, You know, obviously, I've had some time to think about these things um, over the course of the last week. Um, but I'm not going to articulate myself perfectly here either. Um, so if you've never joined the Box Jumper podcast um, before, I am a, a level one trainer and um, a weightlifting coach in Bedford, Nova Scotia, Canada. Um, and you know, these are these are this podcast is just a passion project of mine. It's something where, you know, I decided I I felt like I could bring some people together that had something to contribute to my uh, fellow fitness buffs. Um, And so I've, you know, tried to make an effort to reach out to people and um, bring in different perspectives and talk about different topics um, that I personally want to learn about. And so I just selfishly use that opportunity to talk to subject matter experts um, and turn it into a podcast. And I try to make it as um, as conversational as possible and as real as possible, um, unfiltered. Now, for this episode, for it to be unfiltered, um, I'm not going to get some things right. I'm going to do my best uh, over the course of uh, the next few minutes discussing this, but just Keep that in mind um, that, you know, I'm just one person um, with one perspective. Um, I've certainly had lots of conversations with uh, other people in the fitness market about these specific issues uh, in uh, the recent days, Um, but by no means have I formulated a complete, well-rounded viewpoint on the discussion at hand. So, um, real quickly... a lot of what has happened over the last week and change actually goes back much further than that. Um, certainly with the, uh, with George Floyd's, uh, killing, um, a lot of raw feelings have come up, um, within the black community and, um, they have rightly brought these matters to, uh, the forefront by demonstrating and the black lives matter movement, which didn't begin with, George Floyd's murder by any means. These, This, as a movement, goes back quite a number of years, but it has rocketed back to the forefront um, with George Floyd's killing. And um, one of the things that, that this brought about is uh, a variety of large uh, companies, uh, people that had influence in uh, public issues, social media, uh, as well as politicians and corporations, um, almost unanimously voiced their support for Black Lives Matter for um, using this opportunity to to um, re-examine the way that uh, racism and issues of race 
shape discussions and shape the daily lives of people of color. Um, the institutional uh, racism that exists, and I mean, when when you when you look at the statistics in a variety of different areas, whether it's the proportion of arrests, the proportion of incarcerations, the proportion of, I mean, you you go down through a battery of um, different indicators. Um, the science, the metrics are absolutely there; they're undeniable. Um, What's not entirely clear, because we humans were, these are complex issues, is um, what levers to pull on where and when in order to best remedy the situation. Um, I think a variety of different um, potential remedies, whether that's the the idea of defunding the police, um, and, and that's not to say that uh, police don't deserve to be well-funded. The, the issue is really about reallocation of resources to um, other areas of social concern that might then mean that police are not necessary for certain circumstances or they're not asked to deal with certain circumstances. Um, so all of these things matter. And so when when the Black Lives Matter movement um, reemerged as, as a priority, um, there was, uh, I think, a, a, a broad understanding and a broad concern that uh, CrossFit headquarters, as an influential voice within the fitness space, and specifically among its 15,000 affiliates, had not yet said anything uh, uh, about the Black Lives Matter movement. They had been silent. Um, and so that, that in itself was concerning. Uh, and, it, and it struck, to me, it struck me as a little bit unusual, because they've been vocal on a variety of other topics, um, including... Uh, topics of inclusion. Um, you know, they've been very vocal uh, about LBGG, LBGTQ uh, issues and ensuring that access is provided and it's uniform and it's open and accepting of everyone, uh, regardless of what their background is, what their gender is, what their identity is, what their skin color is. Um, these have all been things that, at least in the time that I've been in the community, have been uh, part of how we operate. Um, whether as athletes or as coaches, or I presume uh, certainly at the at the level of gym owners um, and influencers within the space, it, it seems universal. So that silence rubbed some people the wrong way. And the uh, the owner of CrossFit Rocket, which has since changed its name to Rocket Community Fitness, uh, that was an, a nine year affiliate, sent an email to Greg Glassman, the owner of CrossFit and the CEO of CrossFit calling attention to that silence as being concerning. And it was it was a long, well-thought-out email, in my opinion. She did share the entire body uh, of the email on their, on their site. And um, it, it, was, it was critical but constructive in that it was basically asking how CrossFit was going to address the fact that they had been quiet on this front and suggesting that if they weren't going to take a stand, that she wasn't interested in having her gym continue on as an affiliate. Um, and I, I understood her, her, uh, the points that she raised in her email. Now, uh, Greg Glassman's response to her was anything but constructive. And so that immediately rubbed uh, some people the wrong way. It was dismissive. Uh, in one light and outright rude and belligerent back to her in another. 
Uh, and whether there's some history between these two individuals that's not hinted at in, in the email content itself that would rise to that level, I really have no idea, so I can't speak to that. But just as a, as a business professional myself, I run my own company, nowhere near the size of CrossFit HQ. Um, that, that struck me as very strange that, that a business owner would react that way. There was no diplomacy, there no diplomatic language in what came back at all, which to me was um, just not proportionate to what CrossFit Rocket was expressing as their concerns. That was followed not all that long later by uh, Glassman's tweeted response to the Institute um, for Health Metrics and Evaluation. Um, They had uh, posted about the Black Lives Matter movement and saying specifically that racism was a public health issue that they were going to use their resources to model out. Now, they, um, Mr. Glassman and uh, this institute, had kind of a a tepid history, um, it seems, in that they had been involved in some modeling around the COVID outbreak, and so some of their data had been relied upon by decision makers with regard to shutdowns and movement uh, uh, restrictions and that sort of thing that, you know, understandably had a negative impact on gyms all around the world. Uh, And so I could understand why he might take an adversarial approach to uh, any kind of online discussions with them. But again, it really comes down to the, the, a tone that is consistent with the CEO of a major corporation that represents a very significant body of individuals out there and not just representing himself. Uh, and so his tweet back to them when they said that this was uh, a, a health concern was, it's Floyd-19. Um, now that in itself shows a, a, a real serious lack of understanding. He, he certainly didn't read the room as far as the, the awareness of the Black Lives Matter movement is concerned, how people feel about what happened to George Floyd, how his community was feeling about that very incident, and the fact that CrossFit HQ had not come out with anything on the subject at that point. So, it, you know, it, it starts to pile on. Uh, then came revelations that Greg Glassman um, uh, had expressed certain feelings during a Zoom call with a number of affiliates, including several affiliates of color, that were, again, dismissive of the movement. And so these these different circumstances, um, that gives you kind of the broad strokes, anyway, of what, what exactly happened. All of those things balled up and rolled up into... Uh, a, a very significant outcry from uh, brands, from athletes, and from gyms condemning Greg's behavior and some immediately leaving CrossFit HQ behind. Now, we'll, we'll get in a moment to what happened after that, but I wanted to, to uh, just quickly recount what my reaction was. Uh, and before I get into any, any other detail, I'll at least read the, uh, my, my public post Uh, about how I reacted to all of this around the same time that all these brands and athletes and gyms were making their announcements. I too made a decision myself um, as to how I would react. So my post read as follows. I'm grateful for the experiences, the family and the fitness that I have gained within CrossFit. 
It's connected me with an amazing array of people all over the world from diverse backgrounds of all races, which is why I feel I have to respond to Greg Glaxman's hurtful response to the Black Lives Matter movement, shaping warranted discussions about racism around the globe. I will no longer mention the word CrossFit in my posts or on my podcast. The methodology I've spent years learning and performing and helping others embrace, methodology that genuinely helps people get fit and the absolute good I think it brings, remains sound. But the name CrossFit is a brand name, and it's not a brand I will promote by name, since doing so would implicitly suggest I support the statements made by the man for which that brand name is known. It's a small, symbolic change for me to make. I can do more, and I will do more, and I'm committing to doing better, personally, professionally, and in my passion project that is the Box Jumper podcast. I'm a tiny player in the fitness world. I don't have a huge following. I do my best to share my passion and bring interest to fitness just because I want to share it with others. The people that really know me know where I stand. My passion project will continue, and I will do my very best to bring diverse voices to the discussion about how fitness can be positive, a positive force of change. That fitness simply won't carry a brand name. Black Lives Matter. That was my post on June 7th, a full seven days ago, which blows my mind because so many things have happened since then. And the ball has rolled further downhill and further picked up some steam. So since then, uh, I mean, if you want to, again, go to visit the morning chalk up for a roll up of all the details. But since then, um, there was an apology uh, finally issued by CrossFit HQ. Um, it was an apology on Greg's behalf, but on the CrossFit HQ uh, Twitter stream as opposed to on his, um, which uh, apologized for uh, the, the words. And um, it, to my mind, the wording didn't quite satisfy me. Um, everybody's going to have their own different opinion um, in reading that text. Because I'm a, um, I'm a communicator professionally, um, to me, it, it didn't have the sincerity that I felt was needed. Uh, I personally would have preferred if, if the apology had come in the form of a video, um, because you know there's there's nuances to an apology that uh, don't translate to pure text. Um, CrossFit HQ then announced that Greg was going to go into retirement and that Dave Castro would be appointed as the new CEO. Uh, now, of course, I know neither of these gentlemen um, at all, other than their public personas. Um, Dave Castro, as a as a, uh, a former Navy SEAL um, and as the the co-director of training um, for CrossFit and the director of the CrossFit Games, uh, he certainly has a lot of history with the organization. Whether or not his public persona um, as sort of the uh, evil ringmaster of the CrossFit Games translate especially well to being the new CEO remains to be seen. Um, but I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, he has since sent an email to all affi- affiliates promising change at the top level. Um, but, you know, in the intervening time, there has also been uh, revelations from a former CrossFit employee, Andy Stumpf, uh, about the culture that Greg Glassman had created at CrossFit HQ. So there's there's a lot of different messages that are coming back and forth, positive and negative, um, that b- bother me a fair bit. 
Uh, and then even still, um, CrossFit did come out with, uh, uh, a blog post saying, why didn't CrossFit say something? And it, to me, I, I felt that it, it went a long way to, uh, explaining why they were silent, um, for so long. They admitted that it was a mistake, that they should have used their platform to say something about the cause and that they were a little bit paralyzed with indecision internally about exactly how to address it. Um, I get that because even in my response to what happened with CrossFit HQ, I was a little unsure of how I would respond. I was unsure whether I would address it on the podcast at all, particularly given that I had made a pledge not to mention the word CrossFit uh, again. But in my response, I, I'm I'm going to continue that for the moment. Um, but for this episode, obviously, I couldn't speak in code. Um, I wanted to be able to address it directly. So, you know, the, the questions are, has CrossFit HQ done enough? Um, I, I, personally, I think the answer is no in the short term. But that doesn't mean that they don't have the ability to uh, take the right steps in the longer term. Um, does that mean that I immediately go back to referring to CrossFit in my podcast and, and in my posts like nothing happened? Absolutely not. Um, Greg Glassman is still the owner of the company. He still, uh, as the sole owner, he still benefits entirely financially from uh, the company. Uh, I'm sure that that concern is being heard by CrossFit HQ. But you have to remember that retiring an individual from an organization is pretty damn easy. Taking their ownership away from an organization is exceedingly difficult. Uh, and so that, that requires legal steps that A, he may not be terribly interested in taking, uh, and B, even if he were willing, it still probably takes a fair bit of time. Um, but in the meantime, you have to think about the, the, the reservations that you have in supporting an organization that is run by, or at least owned by, the individual that holds these views that just don't align with the overall viewpoint of the community that is behind CrossFit. Um, the, you know, there are a variety of other concerns. I mean, is CrossFit itself uh, diverse enough? Um, I, I, I would say no. Open to that level of diversity, absolutely. Um, but... Do do all CrossFit gyms have the ability to influence directly how their membership makeup, how diverse that membership makeup is? Yes and no. I mean, I, I think that obviously has to do with where you are, what population you're drawing from, who the, who the circles of friends are of the members that you start with. I mean, there, there's a lot of different variables that go into that. And I think... CrossFit HQ has a better chance of influencing whether that whether there is diversity that is um, within the the CrossFit space than an individual gym can because it's it's costly and difficult and and you know it's it's a communications challenge for any individual gym to try to influence the makeup of their membership. Um, so you know there are there are definitely. Uh, different areas that CrossFit can improve. Um, while 
Greg continues to own the company, the other concern, not only does he benefit financially, but does that mean he could just pull the plug and decide to unretire? Does he have that? Does he still have that power? Um, does he still exert influence? Is day-to-day decision-making entirely out of his purview uh, in being retired? Or does or is being retired just a label and it doesn't actually change anything? These are all things that Dave Castro, as the new CEO, is going to have to address. And the, the you know, the, the grander question of whether or not there is a culture of uh, absence of communication coming from CrossFit HQ. Um, my experience has been very little communication happens. And um, as, as a coach myself, I'm not an affiliate owner. Um, I have the ear of some affiliate owners, but, you know, and more importantly, I have, I have ears that they occasionally talk to. And I think there's been a lot of discussion, certainly over the years that I've been helping with marketing um, with different owners, is that there isn't a lot of communication uh, coming in this direction. And so that that's potentially something that could change substantially if the right commitment were made at the top. And that it's a question of leadership that really has to be addressed. Um, is Dave Castro the guy for that job? That I really don't know. I mean, his public persona is something that he has crafted because it was specifically of value for the role that he played with the CrossFit Games. Um, I don't know how that translates to being a CEO. The only insight that I have on that at all has been uh, in my interview with Pat Sherwood. He spoke about the fact that he had known Dave for a long time. He was a good friend. It was Dave that recruited Pat Sherwood to join uh, join in with CrossFit and eventually become uh, a member of their staff. Um, Dave and Pat have worked side by side for a very long time uh, certainly in the military before, and then subsequently when they were at CrossFit HQ. And I I don't know Pat uh, personally, but in observing the way that he uh, comports himself as uh, a CrossFit affiliate uh, through CrossFit Lynchpin, I've listened to every one of his videos, I've listened to his podcasts, um, I expect he's a very good judge of character. Um, I get that impression. Um, I also get the impression that he cares very, very deeply about what happens with CrossFit as a methodology, as a company, as a community. All of those things are all intertwined. And so where where Pat's original stance was that he was going to pull out of uh, being an affiliate, even though he himself works at CrossFit HQ, but he has since... Uh, like me, said he's he's prepared to reserve judgment. Now, in my case, I'm not going to go back to promoting CrossFit until I see some more in the way of changes. Um, but for him, that meant that he was comfortable remaining a CrossFit affiliate and giving Dave the benefit of the doubt and being part of that change since he is part of CrossFit HQ uh, and the team that they have there. So... What does that mean? I mean, at first, there was a real risk that there was going to be a, and I think there is a bit of a rift in the CrossFit community right now that has been created by this mess um, that has that was sparked by a couple of specific actions, but I think it, it speaks to a, a greater issue. Was, was the leadership of CrossFit HQ um, productive? Was it positive? Or was it toxic? Was it ultimately going to 
wither away and we just hit the breaking point where the acid finally broke through the metal and the contents of the container started leaking out. I think that's where we were. I think it's entirely possible that the leadership uh, internally, because because there's not a lot of communication and we only get what uh, Greg Glassman posted, and that was about it, we couldn't really know what the culture was inside the organization without being inside. Uh, and it just happened to leak out into public view with uh, a rapid uh, back-to-back set of events and behaviors that became public. Um, what do, what does that ultimately mean for um, the people that use CrossFit as their way of getting fit? Well, ultimately, whether it's labeled as CrossFit or not, whether we use the brand name of CrossFit or we just call it functional fitness, um, as I have in my, uh, my website now, uh, ultimately, the methodology is the same. It's it's sound, as I mentioned in my Facebook post uh, and on my Instagram post. Um, you know, the, the methodology itself really is exceptionally well thought out. It's very effective. It works for people of all levels of ability. It can be scaled infinitely. It's elegant and it's highly repeatable, and you can actually track your progress in very measurable ways. These are all things that mean that it's worth doing. This is something that's worth pursuing. Um, and so I, I'm, you know, there's absolutely no way that I am prepared to abandon the methodology. The only thing that I'm looking to pull back from is supporting the individual at the top uh, that owns, currently still, owns the company and benefits financially um, from that organization. Now, he has already benefited financially for decades now. Um, so does a change in ownership uh, in the short term uh, really make a, a significant difference? I, I, th- I think it does. I mean, I'm not looking to undo the good that CrossFit has done. But what I am looking for, for is a, a path forward that doesn't reward that kind of behavior, that absence of leadership. Um, so what I'm looking for from Dave Castro and hopefully with a change in the actual ownership of CrossFit HQ is a, a complete shift in the, the way that the culture works. It should be more of a reflection of the culture they've created in the individual gyms. That notion that absolutely everyone is equal, that everyone is supportive, that everyone communicates with one another, that everyone is welcome. That idea, what I see in the the gyms that I have visited, and I've visited 23 different CrossFit gyms all over North America in very different geographies, and I've and that's one that's one thing that I've seen very consistently. Even though you know you have different leaders in different uh, gyms, the heart of the place seemed to have some consistency. That. Uh, absolute love for the methodology and the way that they're able to use that methodology to help people in a variety of ways throughout their life. It's not just about getting fit. It's about gaining confidence. It's about improving your metabolic health, improving your confidence, improving your focus. You know, when we talk about fitness, we're not really just talking about my ability to perform work. It has 
so many ancillary benefits that are directly observable and measurable, and you can feel them just as much as you can observe them. So these are the, those are the very reasons that I want CrossFit to continue to exist. Because at the very least, as a brand name, whether you consider it a brand name or not, it's, it's a shorthand for the life-changing methodology that we use that has an influence on so many other areas of our lives that I'd like for that not to die off. Because I do find that that's very helpful. It's easy to say I'm a CrossFitter. It's harder to say, well, I perform functional fitness, and that to me that doesn't speak to what we've built as CrossFit gyms, as CrossFitters, as people that that pursue this style of working out um, and changing our lives. The community that we've built. I'd like the community to be retained. Um, if there's a rift, I mean, to me, I, I think the gyms will continue to maintain a very positive, friendly relationship with one another, whether uh, two gyms in your town de-affiliate and two gyms stay with it. I, they still have more in common than than not. Um, but I think there's change coming. And we, you know, the, the idea that we have to be prepared for the unknowable and adapt when the need arises, that's what CrossFitters do. So, if we're if we're prepared for anything, it's uh, getting uncomfortable and finding a way to adapt, and that's what I'm hoping comes out of all of these um, uh, you know very unusual and uncomfortable circumstances. Um, it has hit a nerve; it's a bit raw, um, but I think that the community can come out of it stronger. With by recommitting to what it is that they love about what we do and finding the best way forward. And if that means that CrossFit as a thing, as a name, stays, great. If we're not able to support it any longer, I don't think that changes our day-to-day. It really just changes a label. And look to your community, look to your gym owners, look for the leaders both in your class and and at the top in your gym to give you what you need to move forward and the guidance that you're looking for to stay excited about what it is that we do that changes our lives. So that's it for me. I think, um, you know, I know, I know this episode was a little heavy. Uh, something lighter is definitely coming up, so don't worry. Um, but I, I, again, I didn't feel right not addressing this topic and I didn't want to sandwich it in with another full episode. This felt like, this felt like it needed a, a standalone discussion, even if it is just me rambling at the microphone for the couple hundred people that download the episode regularly. Um, and keep in mind, these are just my views. I certainly haven't covered all my bases here. I'm not a journalist. Um, I don't, uh, double and triple check everything. Um, I've relied on other people's journalism and my own uh, reading and interpretation of the words that uh, Greg Glassman himself had posted, the uh, the post from uh, Rocket Community Fitness. Um, and so I, I've tried to stay as informed as I could on these issues, but I've also done a lot of talking to other people that have read the same materials, had their own interpretations, Um, so I, I may not have articulated myself completely or covered every angle. Um, 
that I'm sure that you all can collectively think of. Uh, so that's it. If you thought I said something at least a little bit worthwhile, uh, share this episode with someone else, if only to give them another another point of discussion on this issue. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to get, I'm you know, I'm a small independent podcaster. I'm just trying to reach as many people as possible and trying to uh, curate some discussion around fitness topics. And, you know, this was a fitness topic that couldn't be ignored. Thanks for listening. The next episode of the Box Jumper podcast will be coming soon. Be safe, be kind to each other, stay fit. And especially now, look for and recognize ways that you can provide support to the black community at this important time. Black Lives Matter. Thanks.